that, that you put your hands to. So what are we going to do with this regal status? Well, we have to love our neighbor. So we go back to the first part. We have to love our neighbor. And of course, I'll ask the same question that, that was asked by the, uh, the young man. And who is our neighbor? Well, I recommend to you the next part of the passage, which is the story of the Good Samaritan, which we're all familiar with. I won't get into today, but basically, our neighbor is anybody that comes our way, anybody that is in need, anybody that is broken, anybody who thinks they're whole, but maybe they're not. Once we've put all of these directives into the correct order, we have to love God. And then we have to love ourselves. And you know, a lot of us go through life feeling guilt and feeling anxiety and feeling pain and feeling loss. This great commandment is what gives us the ability to work our way through all of these problems. The Great Commission and the Great Commandment. Get the Great Commandment right in the first place, then the Great Commission becomes second nature. But we have to love God, we have to love ourselves, and we have to love our neighbor. Now, many years ago, I was at Urbana. I was one of the staff there. And John Stott got up, and he said, he always started with a, almost an outrageous or radical statement. And he said, the problem of most of you in this room is you don't even have a neighbor. You don't even have a neighbor. In other words, we have to go out of our way to be open to other people. I actually well remember many teachings, well, you know, you don't want to hang around with those type. I remember that from the pulpit. Oh, yeah, you mustn't. You mustn't. But that's not our job. Our job is to be open to neighbors, to identify neighbors. So what happens when we love God? What happens when we get to know Jesus a whole lot better? What happens when scripture begins to fill our repertoire and it begins to inform all of the parts of our lives? We love God, we love our neighbor, just like we love ourselves. We're taught to forgive 70 times, 70 times. Jesus said, whoever is without sin, cast the first stone. We have to treat other people the way we want to be treated. We have to feed the hungry. We don't return evil for evil. We have to visit those in prison. We have to clothe the naked, house the homeless, welcome the foreigner. We mustn't judge other people. We have to care for the sick, for widows, for the dying. 
Yes, we have to love one another as Jesus loved you. So we must commune with God, the creator of the universe. We must let Jesus illuminate our lives. We must find space for this relationship in the day-to-day of our everyday life. Richard Rohr, one of, one of my favorite writers, said it beautifully in the following quote, once we know that the entire physical world around us, the earth where God has placed us, all creation, once we know this creation, it is both the hiding place and the revelation place for God. God is here. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He is here. The world then becomes home, safe, enchanted, offering grace to any who look deeply. So we have to embrace this greatest of all commandments. We have to get to know scripture through which we get to know Jesus. We have to let his words transform our lives. We have to learn to love ourselves the way God loves us. We have to learn how to love our neighbors in ways that's going to bring healing and love. And if we do this, the rest of our lives will unfold the way it should. So I end with a prayer by St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring love. Where there is injury, let me bring pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. Our Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that you will allow this congregation to experience life in Christ and that every one of us will leave here with a resolve to get to know you better, to learn to love ourselves better, to learn to love our neighbor, to stick our noses into scripture in a profound way so that it illuminates our life. Father, we ask that you take us by the hand, help us, teach us to be faithful. Father, we offer this whole time on Sunday morning to you as an act of worship, and we say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.